Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or wherever you're at on this beautiful day. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, the day I'm recording is Sunday, November 29th, which means you'll listen to this. Uh, it'll be posted on Monday the 30th. Uh, so it's almost December, so that's exciting. Yeah, I usually spend uh, the first few minutes just kind of talking about my weekend, letting you guys in on my life a little bit. Um, so, last night I went to a girlfriend's place and we had dinner and we got ramen and it was very nice to see her and, you know, all my classes are online so I don't have a whole lot of human contact so it's, it's definitely nice to, to have like little moments and, you know, we got to chat and catch up a little bit and that was very nice. And uh, later this afternoon, I'm going to go to church. And by go to church, I mean gather in a group less than 30 with masks on and social distancing. Uh, I'm going to go to Amsterdam for that. So, yeah, I'm excited. I also went to the gym last week. or I went on Friday. Yeah, so getting, getting my fitness on, which is very exciting. And I noticed that it's good for my mental health as well. It, it you know, it, it brings up my, my emotions. So that's nice. Um, I apologize if there's some background noise. My housemates are home uh, because I'm recording on Sunday instead of S- Sunday instead of Saturday when I am usually home alone. Um, and they speak Dutch and I don't. So if you hear some fun, entertaining Dutch conversations and you speak Dutch, then you know that's also fun. It's kind of like a sideshow going on in the background. Um, yeah, they've been laughing a lot, so maybe something funny is happening. So. Well, I don't know. I never know what they say, but that's fine. So, yeah, to dive kind of in, this week we are focusing on social media. Yeah, something we are all obsessed with, something we all use probably. Uh, The name of this chapter, chapter 7 of the book Women Don't Owe You Pretty, is called Stop Scrolling in the Mornings. Which I know is something I do. I scroll in the mornings, I scroll in the evenings, I scroll when I'm taking a nap, uh, basically whenever I'm in bed. And sometimes during class, if I'm not really engaged, I start scrolling on social media. So, I'm obsessed with it. I'm a straight up saying I'm obsessed with Instagram. And uh, I'm really into TikTok now as well. That's been going on. But I don't think it's all bad, and I think it has some good things, which is kind of where we're going to start off with. So, Florence Given, the author of the book, she, t- she begins this chapter with the good things that social media has brought her. And, same, like, I get my news from Instagram. I get what is happening in the world through Instagram. I'm just going to pull it up right now and see the first thing that pops up. Let's, let's just have, let's just play this game. Oh, it's an announcement about my church. Okay. And it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Matthew eighteen twenty. Okay, so that's quite nice. Um, I'm seeing... And the next thing that shows up is Michelle Obama. So I follow Michelle Obama. And she's doing a book signing on her book, I Am Becoming, on her tour. Uh, and she is supporting Small Business Saturday. Oh, which was yesterday, I believe. That's great. Um, let me see what else. 
a lot of small businesses oh the washington post okay so yeah i get my news from my instagram and i wanted to dive into a few accounts that kind of opened my eyes to see two things that i don't see on the regular so one of them i think was i think their tag name is the period prince and i first got introduced to the period prince when they started making like little cartoons of tampons named Tony the tampon and I thought it was just adorable and like little comic strips and stuff and basically what the period prince I don't know what their first name is or what they go by but basically it's he's a transgender man and he advocates about transgender men having periods and how much that sucks and how much gender dysmorphia that causes and like basically talks about how it's a shame that all these period products are being um how do you say it like marketed like pink and marketed in a very like feminine way and that just doesn't make like men comfortable to buy them when reality some men need to use those products you know so that was one account that that was really interesting and a viewpoint i've never even thought of before you know you know trans men trans women whatever but you don't think of like the some of the darker stuff that they have to go through that is just normal for for somebody else and how much pain and anxiety that can cause and then a second uh social media which posts a lot more often it's called Body Positive Panda, and it's this woman named Megan, Megan Crab, I believe, and she's a total body positive guru, freaking love her, and, you know, she dances in her underwear, which makes me comfortable to dance in my underwear in the mirror, and just, like, enjoy your body and know that it's a beautiful canvas of God's creation. Um, she doesn't throw in God's creation. I guess I do that bit, <laughs> but, um... And she has a sister that is, um, how do you say it, like, mentally disabled. And she can't talk very well. Uh, she can, like, dance and stuff, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's disabled. And Megan just has such a nice time with her. And they have, like, these really fun car rides where they talk about Little Mix and... They talk about just just really fun stuff, and it's so encouraging to watch, like, my sister, like, laugh at all the things Megan is doing, and something that, like, you don't usually see, and I think that honestly brought, like, a new perspective to me of, like, oh, yeah, like, mentally disabled people, they also have families, they also have loved ones, they're also cherished by so many people, when, like, I don't have a mentally disabled person in my life, so I don't really think about those things, so... Yeah, social media can bring a lot of new perspectives in. I also follow um, a social media account. And it really highlights a lot of the anti-Semitism that's going on in the United States. That, again, is something I don't think about. I don't I don't see, so I assume it's not happening, but it really is. And how prevalent anti-Semitism is. And so, yeah, and also just tips are like how to spot emotional abuse in a partner 
you know, things like that that are really important for me to be aware of at this point in my life. So yeah, social media, it's not just a bad thing. It has a lot of good benefits. So the next thing is kind of like you are in control of what you see on social media, right? You are allowed to block people or unfollow people that make you feel bad about yourself. Something that I kind of started doing recently is I follow a lot of meme pages, right? I love my memes. And all the time they are posting sponsorships, which, okay, I get it, they need to make money. But it's always for Sarah's Discovery. Does anybody else recognize Sarah's Discovery? Yeah, it's some stupid weight loss uh, brand, I suppose. Or a company. And it's so ridiculous and it pops up on my feed all the time. And I'm trying to flood my feed with body positivity stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm like, do you want to lose 30 pounds in three weeks? Here's how. And I'm like, no. I don't. Believe it or not, I don't want to lose 30 pounds in three weeks. I'm quite happy with how I look, believe it or not. And so every time I see that, I start blocking it or I start I start reporting it because I don't want to like, I still want, I still want my healthy dose of memes, you know? And I do like the, the three little dots next to the post, report, and the reason why I press scam or fraud because it is a scam. It is fraud. And then the post disappears. You don't see it in your timeline. So that's really good for me because not only does it help myself in not seeing these images, but it also helps other people. Like the more it gets reported, the less it's going to show up, right? At least that's my thought process. So it also benefits other women that are trying to avoid these images that may be like really triggering or or that will pay, will actually fall for the scam and will pay money for Sarah's discovery, whatever the hell that is, if that's like a pill or a program or whatever, and then be disappointed that it doesn't work. Like, yeah, no shit it works. You're not going to lose 30 pounds in three weeks. I'm sorry to tell you that. That's just super unhealthy. But, yeah, so... Also, like, the amount of likes that we get when we post something, it's such an adrenaline rush. And I notice that, like, when I post something, I try not to look at my phone for, like, 10 minutes or, like, half an hour or something just so the next time that I do open up my Instagram, I can see, like, 27 people liked this and three people commented. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, so many people like me. Like, I feel so validated. Yes. And that's obviously not good and I noticed that like if a post gets less than 100 likes I'm like oh bummer come on that deserves at least 100 likes what you mean what you mean 82 come on so but now that Instagram changed its uh, platform a little bit that other people can't see how many likes you got that made it so I don't care as much which I think is a good thing, but it's like, you know how before you could be like, it would be like this name and this name and 102 more people liked this and then you can also like it. Now it doesn't say that. And now even if you click on the post, it says like only the person that posted this can see the total number of likes and you're not going to count out all the names that it provides, right? So I think because of that, I started caring less about how many people 
saw my post. So it's more a validation of like other people seeing how many people like me versus uh, me seeing how many people like me. So I wanted to like impress other people, I suppose. And really that, that all that is is validation. It's instant gratification. So yeah, it, it fills that void. And something that I really related to as well is not only does social media do this, but dating apps fill this void. And within like the past few years, I think I've been on and off addicted to dating apps. And since I've been back in the Netherlands since August, I haven't really been using it. But I remember this time last year, like, oh my god, I was so unhealthy on, I think I was using Hinge at that point. So, but I just wanted, like, to feel cute. I wanted men to talk to me and think I was also cute and really have that validation. And I went on a lot of first dates to fill that that void. And I think I was really insecure at that point. And I convinced myself that every guy who's ever been with me never loved me because then he wouldn't have loved me, whatever. And I, yeah, I just really wanted someone to talk to in the evenings, even though I have friends to do that. But I was like, no, I want a guy to talk to me. I want a guy to be interested in me because that makes me feel good. Which, again, is not healthy. And I think at this point I've kind of realized that that's not healthy. But, yeah, like all that swiping and it's, it's not good. I'm just going to put a blank late. It's not good. And I've tried so many different dating apps and they all kind of are not great. Some are a bit better than others, but you know, I did want to tell, because this is a bit dark, like what I'm saying now, but I did want to tell kind of like a funny story of um one of these dates I went on and I kind of feel bad for this guy, but I think it was around a year ago. I don't remember his name because like I said, I went on like a lot of first dates and we agreed at like, you know, 7 p.m. we'll meet at Central Station, right? And so at 6 p.m. I'm getting out of the shower, I'm just, you know, getting ready. And then he texts me like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're here? Like, what What do you mean? We agreed on 7. He's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted, I just wanted to beat some traffic. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's fine, I guess. I'm not going to be there until 7, though. Like, I'm doing my makeup right now. Like, I'm not going to be there until 7. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just walk around. Okay. And then I got there at 7 when my bus arrived. And then I couldn't find him. And it's, you know, it's Central Station, so it's a bit big. And then I was like, where in Central are you at? And he's like, I'm next to an elevator. And there's like half a dozen elevators at this place and it's very crowded so I literally spent like 20 minutes trying to find this poor guy that's been waiting more than an hour for me to arrive um and I was just like I didn't really know what to do and I felt kind of bad but like don't arrive an hour early and then not be able to find me and he wouldn't I was like oh send me a picture of what you're looking at because then from there I can like figure out your where you're at and then he like didn't 
do that. He just instead told me what he was wearing, which was black, which is very common. But, <laughs> yeah. And then, I think it was a, it was probably a different guy, but this guy, he spent our first date, like, telling me about this girl that, like, broke his heart. And it was quite sad, and I was like, oh, that, that sucks. But, um, yeah, this was the first date. I'm sorry, but, you know. And he showed me, like, this text message he sent to her, like, confronting the situation. And I think she stood him up. I think that's what happened. And so he's showing me this text message, which was very long. Like, he had a scroll. And then not only did he show it to me, he translated it for me because it was in Dutch. So then he's he's translating this message to me about him confronting this girl that he chatted with for like a year and then they finally met up in person or something like that and I was like oh I mean sweetheart I'm sorry that happened but maybe this isn't the best topic to to be talking about right now um I don't I don't really know what to to tell you so yeah poor guy I wonder how he's doing I don't remember his name so I don't know if I can hit him up or not but yeah just I have a lot of just funny dating stories from when I was, like, desperate for attention, to put it bluntly. Uh, yeah, and then going back to kind of social media, which I think a dating app can be social media to a degree. You're still posting, like, putting things on your profile. And I check it, I check Instagram first thing in the morning and first and at night, right? And people only post their highlighted things and we all kind of know that to a degree you know no one's posting like they had a really bad day and they're gonna go post it on instagram no they only post like the the best things ever and this morning i saw that an old friend of mine like an old co-worker she got engaged and i was like oh my god congratulations that's so cool and the first thing i did was I started scrolling through her profile to see the year that she graduated from high school. And I started doing the math to figure out how old she was. And I was like, okay, she graduated from high school in 2015. That means she's 23 now. I'm 21. I need to be engaged in two years. Like, and that's such bullshit. But that was like my first thought. I was like, oh, congrats. That's amazing. Okay, two years. I gotta be in this position. And I think I just have like a weird mindset still of like timeline in terms of life and when I'm supposed to be settling down and things like that so that's not healthy for me to like I was happy for her but I was also like okay how old is she because I need to get there at that age she's only two years older than me okay I need to step it up a notch I need to like get on my grind in terms of like seriously dating instead of just being single and studying but uh that's not great to see first thing in the morning is to like start comparing yourself you know and some there was a list of tips that you can do to create like a better environment for you on instagram on social media and the last one was to set boundaries and to, you know, not allow, like, trolls 
to be mean to you, to comment, whatever, block them, delete them, whatever you need to do. And really just set your boundaries. And that reminded me of this vintage store I follow on Instagram. It's called Blackfish Vintage. Really cool store. And they usually post on their stories, like, things that they're selling or, like, you know, a sale or whatever. And this time they posted a conversation between them and a unhappy customer. And the customer was in their DMs just saying oh, there was a stain on my shirt and you guys just really scammed me and I, um, you did this on purpose and all this, like, really mean stuff. And the owner of the store, she was just like, I do not appreciate the way that you're speaking to me. We can do a full return, but please never contact me again. We do not welcome you at our store. And very, like, to the point. And it was so great to kind of, like, see somebody set boundaries, especially a place that's, like, um, a retail store where you expect kind of, like, you know, best customer service. You expect them to be pushovers and let customers just walk on all over them. They said, hell no. They said, you will not speak to me that way. We are going to show people who do love our store the way that you're speaking to us in such a disrespectful manner and show that no one else is no one else can speak to us that way and it was so empowering it was so empowering so if if you're in uh, the the city that the store is in is Utrecht so if you're in the Utrecht area go check out uh Blackfish Vintage free little promo there so I thought that was a really nice example of how to set boundaries. Uh, what do I have written here? Oh, what we yeah. So what we post is only like the top five percent of like our showcasing. You know, so last thing I posted on Instagram was my birthday, and I went out to have high tea with my best friend, and I posted a picture of that me just being like happy and just eating cake and stuff. But, like, the week leading up to that, I was so stressed, and we were trying to, like, go to a casino, but because of COVID, there was really strict restrictions, and you could only have, like, three people in your party, so then I had to buy three tickets, and she had to buy three tickets, but then the website to Holland Casino crashed or something, and then you had to get, like, a favorites card, so I had to ask, like, the six people I wanted to be there, or, like, five, including me to like travel to the casino, get their favorites card, come back, and then like set everything up basically, which I felt like was a big favor to ask and I wasn't able to do it myself. I couldn't pick it up for them because I needed to show a proper ID. So it was just, it was really stressful and then, you know, you can't really have parties at people's houses. So then we were like, okay, like, it's too cold to sit outside. What should we do? Are the cops going to get called on us? Am I going to get fined? And I was really just stressed out because I just wanted to do something nice. Because it was my 21st birthday, you know? You want to do something nice for your 21st. 20th is like, eh. 22nd is eh. But 21st, like, that's that's a bigger deal. And yeah, so I only posted, like, the nice, cute little picture of me getting tea. When in reality, it was, like 
I mean, in the end, it was very nice. But, like, leading up to it, I was, like, so stressed. And I was like, oh, no. What am I going to do? I just want to, like, celebrate with people who love me. Yeah. And something else, something I kind of wanted to end this on is why be vulnerable on social media if it makes you uncomfortable and you should only post things that make you feel empowered like you don't need to share your trauma with other with other people that's not needed i see a lot of women and maybe this is a good and a bad thing depending on the situation where they like post pictures of them kind of like not necessarily in the undies but like in like a bikini or something and they go on like a tangent about how like you know this is how much they weigh and they're so like proud of how far they've came in body positivity which is great that's that's great but if you post something that you like you personally get a lot of anxiety from people seeing your body on instagram don't post it like don't don't try to post like oh I am I usually don't post things like this, but I thought you guys would be happy to see this. But in reality, I'm scared shitless. That's not good. I posted something cuz uh, I have a sexual health condition called vaginismus and I will probably dedicate a whole episode to talking about that cuz it's really important to me. And I posted something about like this cross stitch piece of artwork that I got kind of uh, to help me do my treatment. And I kind of posted the caption of, like, hey, I have this. And, like, this is the treatments. And this is how many women have it. And I just want people to be educated on this thing that's not talked about. And I could just kind of left it there. And then I ended up with, like, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But, like, I have it because of, like, sexual trauma. But I'm not going to go into detail about my trauma on Instagram like yes I'm trying to post something that's educational but I don't need to bash somebody that people don't need to know like no one like I don't owe it to anybody to make so publicly my trauma and no one else needs to to do that so if you don't feel comfortable posting something just just don't just just leave it at that so I think that's where I'm gonna leave it for today I need to start getting ready for church I'm very excited but yeah so uh, I challenge you to look into your feed and see how you feel of the next few posts you see do you feel does it make you feel educated does it make you feel like you're checking in with friends or you're meeting new people does it make you feel kind of down because they're only posting the best things that's happening to them and you had a shitty week which was like in terms of like when I saw my friend's engagement I was like I'm still hung up on an ex and you just got engaged so I want you to contemplate how certain posts make you feel and whether or not seeing those posts first thing in the morning is beneficial to your life so Yeah, that's my challenge for you this week. I will leave it at that. I hope you have a great day. I really do. And thanks for spending, like, the last 30 minutes with me. It was, it was fun.
拜拜。嗯。